Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today is an interesting topic. Today, I'm going to talk about self-esteem and self-heckling. So those moments where either we are doing this to ourselves, or we know that our child or our teen is doing this to themselves, where there's a constant voice in your head just saying, of course, you couldn't do that. and You can't do that. And they do it better than you. And why would you do that? Of course, it, of course you failed at doing that. It's that nasty heckling voice, how to control it, how to identify it, and what to put in its place. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Clary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So in today's episode, I want you to be thinking about if this is something that you do, if you have that nasty little voice, and we all have a, we all have that little voice in our heads, but for some of us, it's louder and it's sort of a bigger heckler than, than it is for others. But for a lot of kids that have issues with self-esteem and sense of self, and, and really a lot of teens struggle with this, um, you can be thinking about this, understand this, and maybe pass some of these strategies on to them. So first let's talk about what that is. So that negative voice that you're a loser and you never do this right and you look disgusting or you look bad or you look like you're this or that or whatever terrible things your brain or your voice, that voice in your head is saying to you. Um, we often and teens often think that it's logic. They think that it's rational thinking, that it's actually, it actually makes sense. And it's quite a sneaky voice, actually. Sometimes it will disguise itself very rationally without the kind of meanness, but it's incredibly rational. And a lot of kids and people in general don't recognize that that voice is not actually you. That, that voice, that nasty voice, in a weird way, and this is, you got to bend your head around this, you're, in a weird way, is trying to protect you. If I'm meaner to you, than anybody else can be, then you're safe. Or if I beat you up, then when someone else beats you up, you're not going to feel it as much. It's a way to kind of control judgment and fear and uh, a negative sense of self because you're doing it to yourself. And in a weird way, also, it's it's trying to protect you. If If I make you feel so terrible that you just stay down, you're not going to keep trying to get up and succeed because you won't succeed. So I'm actually helping you. I'm actually protecting you by kicking you down to the floor on my own first before anyone else can do it. And it's very complicated, but that's really what it is. Now it's hard to see this as self-preservatory, but the body is saying, look, or the brain is saying, look, I'm just gonna make you feel so terrible that you don't bother trying anything. You don't take any risks, you don't go anywhere. And if you do, you don't have very good expectations. And that way I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep you safe. And it's very hard to recognize that that's what it is, but that is actually what it is. And so one of the first steps to, to dealing with this nasty voice is to recognize that it's not real. It's not rational thought. It's not even you. It's this part of you that's trying to hold you down and protect you from further disappointment or failures. 
And so the other thing that's important is to recognize you can talk back to it. You can say, stop it. I'm not listening to you. That's, that's not true. I'm not going to listen to that. That's not actually true. It's not actually how I feel. Now, in the beginning, that voice, like anything, is not going to like you talking back to it. It's used to having the floor. It's used to controlling you. It's used to you listening to it. So it's going to rear back and double down on you. So here's a couple of things that can really help. And you can share this with your teen or your child if they want to listen. But I want you to think about this strategy like a bank account. So every time you say you're stupid, you're an idiot, that every time you heckle yourself, you're withdrawing from the self-esteem bank account. And often it gets way, 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 way into the negative. And then when you have a day where you're trying, you feel pretty good, and you're trying to actually pat yourself on the back a little bit and give yourself some compliments, there's, you're in such a deficit. You're in such a deficit that you would have to do that for so long before you even noticed it. But here's the thing. You have to do it anyway. And this can take a few days. It can take a few weeks. It can take a few months. But each day, try to just recognize some small things that you do. Well, that was smart of me. It was nice of me to hold that door open for that person. Well, that was good of me to remember that. Tiny little moments where you just kind of pat yourself on the back, just with a little nod, not a jumping up and down, just a gentle little nod of, hey, it's a pretty clever thing to do. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Just offer alternative chatter in your head. You're not even trying to get, get rid of the other chatter first. You're just trying to add stuff. You're not taking anything away. You're just adding a few things. Sometimes that negative voice will rear up and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Congratulating yourself. What do you mean you'd be happy with yourself? You shouldn't be happy with yourself. And if that happens, just pick something even smaller, something even more subtle that doesn't wake that voice up. And for a little while, you're just adding another voice to the mix. And you're just making deposits and making deposits and making deposits and making deposits. And eventually, You'll have enough in that bank account that you'll get to a place that's more neutral. Now, when you're in a place that's more neutral, now you can actually be more effective in talking back to that voice. Hey, that's not actually true. I know you're trying to save me. I know you're trying to help me. I know you're trying to protect me. I know you're trying to keep me safe from disappointment and hurt. And I actually love you for that. I don't love how you do it, but I actually love that you're doing that for me or trying to do that for me. And in this way, you are integrating. So anytime you try to quickly do something different or you know, alter too much what you're doing in order to cope with something, if you take something away with nothing else to put in there, you're going to have a collapse in the system. It's not, it's not going to like that, or it's going to double down or, or come back at you in a very, very powerful way, which is why we were doing the kind of positive and neutral deposits for a while first. But what you want to be able to do is integrate these two parts of yourself. One part is trying to move forward and be successful and have some uh, positive experiences. And the other part is holding you back on, whoa, what do you think you're doing? That's an ugly world out there. You're going to fail. That's not going to go well at all. Um, and it will try to pull you back. But as you integrate, and part of that integration is actually acknowledging what that part of your brain is trying to do for you. So you're actually coming at it. And you hear me say this a lot in my podcast with your children 
um, you want to mirror to that part of you. You want to connect to that part of you first. You want to approach that part of you with love, not anger and not fear. And when you do that, you will actually dissolve it. It will actually metabolize a little bit. It, it will alchemize a little bit and become less intense. And you'll have greater and greater integration. Now, the other part of this is when that voice comes, instead of fighting back with it, shut up, what do you think you're doing, right? You're actually just, mm, there you are again. Okay, I see, you've come back. You've come back to give me a message that you think is really important. Love that you're trying to look out for me. Know that a lot of this is very primal. A lot of these messages, and it could be things around self-esteem, it can be things around scarcity or lack, um, you know, why should you be spending that? Why would you do that? Why would you, it's going to run out. We're not going to have enough. And those are ancient, ancient programs that have been downloaded into our DNA that really have kept us all alive. We need those, but sometimes those act up. Those are programs that run um, and they'll run sort of intensely on their own, but sometimes just recognizing it's the program. Oh, that's the scarcity program. Ah, that's the low self-esteem program. And those programs have been downloaded into all of us uh, since childhood, really. So sometimes it's a parent's voice. Sometimes it's uh, a negative experience that you had or rejection that you experienced with peers, or it was growing up in a family where there were all kinds of um, very intense scarcity messages around money or food. Um, and just without anger, without self-anger, just in this kind of neutral, loving way, just recognizing, ah, that program is running. There it is. It's running. And it's running to save me. And it's running to help me. But it's actually overreaching right now. This is not actually necessary in this moment. So even just being aware of that program running can be incredibly helpful. And having these conversations always after you've mirrored with your teenagers, never launch in and go, oh, I've heard this great way to help you rebuild your self-esteem. Um, that will be rejected. You've got to mirror first. You've got to connect first and then say, you know what? I've heard this uh, about the strategy. What do you think? I'm going to try it. Maybe we can try it together. This also works really well when teens, girls or boys uh, really hate how they look. Um, and there's a lot of kind of self-loathing and uh, body dysmorphia happening. If it's very serious, then please get your child some help, get them to their pediatrician, get them a brain coach, a therapist, someone who can actually help them because kids don't always listen to themselves. But if, if it's kind of just like the typical, oh, I hate the way I look and I hate my hair and I hate my body. Um, just see if you can have them look in the mirror, stare at yourself for a little while and find the things that you like. I love my eyes. I really like my hair. I really like my the shape of my lips, whatever it is, it could be the smallest thing and just practice that. Get into the habit every day of looking in the mirror and finding something that they that they like about themselves. And if it can't be something I like, something that that's neutral then, something they don't hate, that they just feel kind of meh about and get them to practice. And by the way, we should be doing this and we should also be thinking especially with this issue in particular, how often do we look in the mirror and go, oh, God, it's old today. Or, oh my God, I look terrible in this. Or, oh, look, at look, look, I look exhausted. I look terrible. Um, we do that all the time. So our children, we are always teaching. Our children are always watching us. So we need to make sure that we are doing this as well. This is something that we can practice first. And I often recommend 
doing this yourself first. There's, there's no rush. If your child is feeling this way, if they feel this way for a couple more weeks, as long as you're doing the mirroring in the background, do this on yourself first. Feel the difference, feel the result on your own first. And then you can take that and say, you know, I've been trying this always after you've mirrored. I've been trying this for a few weeks. Do you want to try it? Um, and that may be really helpful. It's, it is challenging because sometimes you might have the best idea in the world. And because you're the one telling your child, they don't want to hear about it, so, which is why having a coach sometimes, or even like an older cousin or someone else in the family that can do it, that can be very helpful. Um, but th these are new ways to think. And sometimes they're just habitual. This program has been running so, so long, we don't even know it's a program. We don't even challenge it. We don't even question it. So becoming that witness to yourself and just observing and noticing, hmm, this is a thought pattern. I don't actually have to think that way. Or if you are in a thought pattern that you don't like, if it's too difficult to find neutral or pleasant thoughts about yourself, think about something else entirely. Just stop the program and start thinking about something else. Well, you know what? My sweatshirt's really soft and I really like that cloud formation. And I'm really glad I've got that color on the wall. And you know, my tea is, is pretty good today, or I've got my coffee mix just right. It sounds so silly, but programs are running all the time. And so when you notice that a program's running, just stop that program and choose a different program. Think about neutral things, think about pleasant things. And over time, you'll see that this gets easier and easier and easier. And that heckling, nasty voice will get quieter and quieter and quieter. And for more information, you can go back to earlier podcasts to remind you on, on mirroring up another podcast about ranting that can be really helpful to listen to. Um, we've got our online courses. We have the version of the online course where I interact with everyone within the Facebook group and also in um, monthly coaching calls. We've got our village, which is really helpful. I have my other podcast called the Mental Health Comedy Podcast, which I think will be really helpful. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.